One of the things our listeners have heard us speak a lot about in this podcast series, Who is the Man of the Shroud, is the Shroud of Turin Research Project of 1978. It is the only major and comprehensive scientific examination of the cloth ever permitted to date, and it is the source of all of our acquired knowledge about this unique relic. It represents the opening up of a modern age of application of science to objects of faith. And without question, the project culminated in a unique intersection of those two very different ways of knowing for our current times. Time and time again, you've heard us mention the leading scientist on that effort, Dr. John Jackson, and his lifetime of work dedicated to understanding, more than anything else, the image formation process. As a nuclear physicist, he has brought his unique and rare academic perspective to a religious relic venerated by Christians for centuries as the burial cloth of Jesus Christ. Hello again, and this is Dr. Cheryl White, back with yet another episode of this podcast series. Here with me is Father Peter Mangum, Rector of the Cathedral of St. John Berkman, and together this week we're going to revisit this 1978 project that has given the field of Shroud Studies so much knowledge, without which much of the ongoing research would not even be possible. This is timed with good reasoning, for next week we will be joined here in Shreveport by two of those original team members, Dr. John Jackson and photographer Barry Schwartz. We will be hosting a terrific three-day event that not only commemorates the 40th anniversary of the Shroud of Turin Research Project, also known as STIRP, remember, but also brings together a panel for discussion of its findings, impacts, and legacy. With us also will be Rebecca Jackson, an expert on Jewish burial customs, as well as Russ Brialt, a truly dynamic speaker with a very informative presentation entitled CSI Jerusalem. All of the information about this packed weekend can be found on the website, sjbcathedral.org, or on the Facebook page for the Cathedral of St. John Berkman. Or for those of you who follow this podcast series on the Facebook page, Who is the Man of the Shroud, you can easily find all of the details there as well. This is just such a great time in the history of Shroud Studies. Indeed it is. The Shroud of Turin Research Project really began probably as far back as 1898 and that photograph that revealed the true detail of the Man of the Shroud. That was when the world first knew that the cloth held so many mysteries. From that point forward, science developed many new technologies that could be applied to the shroud, the most famous, of course, being the 1976 analysis by the NASA VP-8 equipment. We knew then that this was no ordinary image because of the true three-dimensional characteristics evident when the image of the shroud was placed under the analyzer. By 1977, a team began to come together, meeting for the first time in Albuquerque, New Mexico, without yet having any identified sources of funding or donations of equipment. Nevertheless, those obstacles were soon overcome, and what an historic effort it was. Dr. John Jackson led a team of scientists and scholars from many different countries and religions and academic fields who all converged upon the city of Turin, Italy, in October 1978 for five days. The context of the examination was the 400th anniversary of the Shroud's first public display in the Cathedral of St. John the Baptist in Turin. From August 27th to October 8, 1978, the Shroud was on public display, marking this significant centennial anniversary. As soon as the public exhibition concluded, the team was given unlimited, around-the-clock access to the Shroud for the next five days from October 9 to October 13th. 
In order to maximize the use of their time, the team slept in shifts, with someone always working according to an agreed-upon protocol and schedule. Their investigations included photography, microscopic analysis of fibers, blood stains, pollens, and other deposits, as well as chemical analyses of various kinds. After those five intensive days, the work of the team had really only just begun, as the analysis of their work would continue for several years. As those findings began to be published in peer-reviewed journals, the world came to know that the Shroud of Turin was indeed a wonderful mystery. Let's review just a few of those conclusions from the work of the Sturp team. Because of this research project, we know that the shroud is not a painting or some piece of art. We know that the cloth contains blood, later identified to be human blood. We know that the pollens on the cloth provide an environmental history that aligns with what we believe to be its actual physical history, with numerous unique species of pollens identified as coming from Jerusalem, as well as Constantinople, and, not surprisingly, France. From this preliminary work of 1978 has been built the work of many other shroud scientists and scholars, so that the keys to unlocking all possible knowledge are being passed into new generations. Yes, and of course, as the historian here, I see the significance of being able to build upon the solid foundations of those who come before. And what a great gift this research project was to everyone who will come later. The work performed was by rigorous standards, set protocols, and it continues to stand the scrutiny of even greater and more sophisticated technologies. There is no question that many in the field of shroud studies are calling for a new examination of the relic, and I think most of us are quite hopeful that one day that will occur. In the meantime, what a great debt we owe to this 1978 effort, and I'm thrilled that we, right here in Shreveport, will be part of marking its 40th anniversary. I want to share for our listeners the final statement of the Shroud of Turin Research Project in their published summary of 1981, and I quote, We can conclude for now that the Shroud image is that of a real human form of a scourged, crucified man. It is not the product of an artist. The bloodstains are composed of hemoglobin and also give a positive test for serum albumin. The image is an ongoing mystery, and until further chemical studies are made, perhaps by this group of scientists, or perhaps by some scientist in the future, the problem remains unsolved, end quote. The image is an ongoing mystery. Indeed, you speak as a historian, and I, of course, as a Roman Catholic priest, and you will not be surprised to hear me say, Jesus Christ still calls us into that mystery. Through the contemplation of his passion and resurrection, the very real events forged into the cloth by some process yet unknown. So please come join us at the Cathedral of St. John Berkman's next week for any or all of the events surrounding this 40th anniversary and explore the mystery anew. Next week, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. White and I will conclude this podcast series as it is in its current form with episode 35, our final episode. And we will look beyond the current age and ponder possibilities about the next phases of Shroud Investigation. We hope to have here with us in our studio both Dr. John Jackson and Barry Schwartz for what will be a great culmination to this podcast in its current weekly format. We will tell you more about the new format next week. 
It has been our great privilege and honor to walk through each week the incredible mysteries of the Holy Shroud with you, and we look forward to ongoing research and, yes, visiting with you again in a slightly different format. Published, edited transcripts of all these podcasts are now available in hardcover book form and may be acquired through contacting us through the Cathedral webpage. Please check that out. Proceeds support our continuing Shroud exhibit and education efforts. As I look forward to next week's Shroud event here, I look back to what we just celebrated yesterday, namely the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi, who had received the sacred stigmata as a testament to the oneness of spirit he had with Christ, recalling the words of St. Paul, perhaps the church's first stigmatist, For I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. That quote is from Galatians 6, 17. For the next two years until his death, St. Francis bore the stigmata as a sign for all, enduring this painful martyrdom supernaturally manifested in perfect unity with Christ's passion. I also recall what are supposed to have been among his last words, a call to continue the work of renewal in the Catholic Church. Quote, Let us begin again, for until now we have done nothing. May each of us do our share to spread the gospel, the true Catholic faith. Close quotes. These words have special meaning to us in this time of crisis and scandal within the church. Indeed, we strive to continue the work Christ instructed St. Francis to do when Francis was at prayer in the crumbling chapel at San Damiano and heard these words, Francis, go rebuild my church, which is falling down. Can it not be that the authenticity and history of the Shroud have come to light right now in this time of our great need? O God, who allowed Francis to experience the depth of Christ's infinite mercy and love by branding his body with the marks of Christ's passion and death, transform us, we pray, into living images of Christ, so that we may be worthy to partake of the rewards of his passion, death, and resurrection, which the Shroud boldly proclaims to us. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Until next week, this is Father Peter Mangum. And this is Dr. Cheryl White. Thank you for listening and learning more about the Holy Shroud.